0: or visit horseandhound.com.au. Too fast, too serious, expensive ego. Beyond delight gets to the outside. Into the straight, it's Act now the leader. From expensive ego, then too fast, too serious. But it's Act now clear with 100 left to travel. Five metres in front, Bundoran's out of the pack. It's Act now from Bundoran. Bundoran flies. Gee, he made it interesting, Bundoran. This is close on the line. Act now ended up getting it. That was a heat at the inter Dominion. Act now is one of the, regarded as one of the best paces in the land and this is a really strong free-for-all with Act Now and company. Chris, on Saturday night at uh, at Melton, good morning.
1: Yes, Steve, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. In many ways, a lot of eyes are going to be on Incipher the star mayor, because as we know, Steve, she's got a slot in the tab Eureka. And, and news came through yesterday afternoon, Steve. That race, that Leap to Fame, was hoping to go around in on Friday night, didn't get off the ground. So it looks now like Leap to Fame goes into the Tab Eureka without another run under his belt. So in cipher returns, Catch a Wave likely to go into the Eureka without another run under his belt after he won on uh, Saturday night in in Melbourne. Uh, Captain Ravishing is set to trial tomorrow night. My ultimate, Ronnie, who's got a slot, he trialled this morning at Menangle, 51-4. But in many ways, Steve, it's really intriguing because the the preparations have been far from ideal with a lot of these horses. But, you know, that's the way it is, so uh, they're all in the same boat in many ways. But uh, it's gonna be interesting to see how they sort of line up come September 2. Yes, yeah, just to explain
0: to our... Obviously, got a got pe- a lot of people listening today. It's a holiday in Brisbane, Chris, but it's the world's richest harness event, the Tab Eureka, as you mentioned, second of September. Um, and it's age-restricted as well, Chris, isn't it, this particular race? Yep
1: just three and four-year-olds, Stephen, they must be Australian bred, so no New Zealand bred horses, or even from North America for that matter. So it's only Australian breds, three and four-year-olds, 2,400 metres, mobile start, slot holders involved, and they've been doing dealing. So we've got one slot left, that's John Singleton. He's got his own race, The Singer, on this Saturday night, doesn't have to be the winner of this race, Steve, that catches his eye, but as long as something does catch his eye, that's who's going to represent John Singleton in the Rico. We're
0: hoping to talk to John Singleton tomorrow or the next day on Racing HQ. Of course, he's selling off all his uh, breeding and racing stock in a couple of weeks' time. Hawaii 5 he'll hang on to and a few others, but basically selling a heap of um, uh, his mares and, and racing stock, uh, Magic Millions, so that's only a few weeks away. But Mark Ducks is with us. it interesting to get Mark's just independent opinion on leap to fame, because Mark's been in harness racing for as long as I can remember, Chris—probably thirty or forty years.
1: Yeah, wonderful horseman. He's had wonderful success for a long period of time, and we can ask him now because he's online. Mark, good morning. Yeah, good morning, Chris. Where does leap to fame rank in your opinion?
2: Well, I think I think he's the best horse Grant's had, um, and he's he's right up there. He's He's probably one of the best ones I've seen, you know. I've seen a lot of good horses, but uh, what he does, um, it's pretty hard to beat when they can do it both ends and they can do tough and and still have the speed at the finish.
0: That's a pretty good all-round horse, I can tell you. Mark, how would you describe him just when you look at him physically? Does he just look like an average horse at the track, Leap to Fame? Oh, no,
2: he's got presence about him, you know, like... um, you, you, you put it this way: if you looked at him now in a yearling sales, you, you'd be putting your hand up. You wouldn't be frightened to buy him. You know, like he's he's got something about him. And as I said, he's just he's almost a complete package. You know, when they can do the work he can do, and still reel off the sections, you know, that's, they're the sort of horses you want. You know, they, they mm. can just do anything. You know, it's it's not like you've got to hope to get it easy, or you hope to get this happen. His biggest problem is is the traffic in the races. That's what beats him, Is traffic. It's not so much his ability. It's, it's the other horses in the race. If they, you know, pull out in front of him and get in his road and he gets shoved too wide, things like that. But
0: yeah. if he has just a reasonable run... There's not many horses that can beat him. Mm, and Mark, we're just sort of in Chris. Just we're just hoping he stays sound because Mark, as you know, you drove during that, that wonderful era in harness racing. You know uh, when we had all those big names, particularly during the late 70s into the 80s. And th- this horse could, you know, has captured the imagination, of not only just the, the people involved in standard standardbreds, but also thoroughbreds, greyhounds, and you know because of the he's a bit overall ability uh, and what he can do. Uh-huh. So we're just going to hope he sticks around for a while.
2: Well, it's ABC sound and he has no issues because if that's the case, you know, he's he's the pick of the
1: Grand Circuit horses. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, we've got a great night coming up on Saturday night. It's Q Stars race night. So all horses competing on Saturday night are Q bred. We've got four Group 1 features. And Mark, you're set to play a key role with a couple of these races, including the three year old Colts and Guildings Group 1 final. Apollo Dreams is your representative. He landed the Ace draw. How relieved were you when you learnt the news that uh, you came up with the inside gate? Ah, oh, well, it just means everything, you know. You get a good draw on these sort of races, you know. It's
2: it's all important, you know. Like at least we don't have to be doing the work, you know. We're just going to lob in front. Um, yeah, every, everything looks in our favour, but don't get me wrong, it's it's a tough race. There, there's some nice horses in the race, and I I wouldn't sell any of them short. But um, at least we've come up with a good alley we're going to get a good trip, we're going to have every hope, and if we're good enough, well, we're there to be beaten sort of thing.
1: Yeah. Uh, What's better than one barrier one, two barrier one, because you've got always be me starting with barrier one and the four-year-old mares. And I don't say this um, out of line, but you've been devoid of luck in a lot of big races with barrier draws of recent times, so it was a nice change to land some really good gates in key races with horses that have got live chances. Yeah, exactly.
2: And always be me, she just had a, a horror run from you know a three-year-old year till now. You know, like with bad draws, and and it's it's so important the draws. You know, like she's been racing so well. Like before she won the other night, she hadn't been placed for six runs yet. In the Hayden that night, she, she ran the second fastest mile of the race, apart from the winner. Speak the speak the truth. So, you know, when you look at those sort of sectionals, they don't lie. And it, she just had no luck. You know, either. Races run too slow, and she's too far back, or just you know a lot of lot of bad draws and that, and things go wrong and that, and she's probably been going super. Yet the numbers beside her name, you know, don't don't really suggest that. But uh, you know, she came out on Saturday night with a good alley, and um, yeah, she did the rest then.
1: All right. Well, that's a fair statement. We'll talk more about her in just a moment. Just going back to Apollo Dreams. This is a horse that you've always had a great deal of time for, and you've looked after him well. 14 starts, six wins, five minors. He was able to win his heat last week. He won by a huge space. It was a, a very impressive performance. So he goes into this final uh, at the peak of his powers, confidence sky high, and he's got the right gate. So can he take this field all the way, Mark?
2: Oh, look, he can. Um, You know, looking at the barrier draws, like, it's all in our favour. All the better chances have come up with, you know, obviously worse alleys, you know, like, on the front line you've got the two out wide, six and seven. Uh, Have you checked in, free thinker? Well, you know, tough draw straight away. And then you've got the others on the back row. Hold on to your bling for real life and regards to the You know, they've all got the bad alleys in the back row. So... That's a huge plus for us, the barrier. There's no question about that. Like, any one of those other horses would love to have that alley. And I don't blame them because, I mean, it, it, it means so much to be able to be straight there on the fence. And with our gate speed, we're just going to
1: be straight on top and, and, and see what happens from there. Yeah, and just on the gate speed, he, he's got abundance of gate speed, doesn't he?
2: Oh, he does. Yeah, you know, like, he's a real, real good gate speed horse. You know, he showed it even as a two-year-old, I think he come out one day and broke 27 the first quarter, you know. So you know he's got the speed and he led the Hayden field quite easily from the one alley too, you know. So, you know, I, I don't have any doubts where he'll be in, you know in, off the gate, that's for sure. But uh, as I said, I've got a lot of respect for some of those three-year-olds. They're, they're nice horses and, um, you know, it'll all come down to how the races run and a little bit of luck will go a long way for some of them, you know. Yeah, so,
1: just on his heat. cross for us. Yeah, just on his heat performance last week, the fact that he was put, uh, able to put a huge margin on his rivals, was that really pleasing for you? Yeah, well, it
2: was. You know, like He's, he's kind of those horses that switches off a little bit sometimes when he gets away from him. You, know, you know, you ask him to go and he'll dash up quick and then he'll sort of half drop the bit as if to think he's, he's done his bit, you know, where he doesn't sort of savage the line like some horses. You know, when you ask them to run, they just want to keep running right through the line. Well, once he gets away, he sort of half switches off. And he's done that a couple of times. You think he's going to get run down and then they get to him and he sort of goes again, But um, which is not a bad thing. But, uh, you know, the way the way he won the other night, I, I know it wasn't anything uh, spectacular. Early the times are pretty steady, but um, the way it finished off was nice, just the say.
1: All right. I want to take you down memory lane here. The last time I think you won a three-year-old size stakes final. We're going back to the mid-90s. Benefactor was the horse a horse that is near and dear to your heart and to the whole family Apollo dreams I'm not asking you to compare but that would bring back special memories benefactor the night he won the 3-year-old size final
2: Yeah well benefactor he was just a a really nice horse you know he was a good free for all you know he went on to be a, you know a really good group 1 horse you know but um this guy he's got a long way to go obviously he's only lightly raced he's still working out what it's all about, and, you know, he'll only get better as he gets older and stronger. But um, look, what he's done so far, you know, you can only, only like what he's done and, you know, he's, he's done what we've sort of asked him and he can sort of be in front, come from back in the field, you know, he, he, he's raced in all sort of positions and he's he's raced OK, sitting and park, all that sort of thing. So, you know, he he's heading in the right direction and, um, you know, whether he makes, you know, another benefactor... I, I couldn't say he will, but, um, you know, at least he's heading in the right direction.
1: Is it extra special with uh, Apollo Dreams because you bred this horse? You've had wonderful success with a lot of Kiwi bred horses, but you bred this horse and always been me family bred as well. So is it extra satisfying in that respect?
2: Well, it is, you know, like, um, you know, we've only bred with a few mares and a couple of mares have been really good to us. And um, as you said, um, this mare is out of an- another mare that we've... You know that we actually bought and um, and bred with her, and this is a mare out of that mare. So, you know, the family line has been pretty good. We had Newport Dreams. He was another one that's uh, come out of the, you know, well, it's a sister to uh, Newport Dreams, the mother of uh, which is Midnight Dreams, the mother of Apollo Dreams. So, um, yeah, no, it it is it's satisfi- satisfying. You know, when you get those sort of horses and you can breed them and they turn out to be as you know as good as they are.
1: All right. Four-year-old Mayor's final. We touched on always been before. She's been a wonderful Mayor, uh, plagued by bad draws pretty much her whole career. She's got barrier one. She's a last start winner. She goes into this race off that victory last week. So again, confidence is sky high. She's capable of going all the way again, isn't she?
2: Oh, for sure. You know, I think she'll lead again. Um, you know, she's got good gate speed. You know, we just don't get a... You know, chance to shout that often because there's so many bad drawers. But um, when she's drawn well, you know, we've taken advantage of it. And, uh, you know, there, oh, I don't know, would it be about four months ago, we come out of the gate pretty solid. I think we broke 26 there one night when we led, you know, so, and um, went on to beat Bangkok VJ. You might remember the race, you know, and mm. she broke 26 off the gate that night. So, you know, she's got the speed. It's just when you keep coming up with bad alleys out wide, it's, um, it's so tough, but when you've got a good alley like that over twenty one hundred, uh, you know, you know, kinda of know where you're gonna be early, don't you?
1: Yeah. Ted Market Framers haven't missed her. She's a dollar forty, I just checked then, Mark. They haven't missed her.
2: It's yeah. <laughs> pretty pretty short, but um <laughs> you know, I think she deserves to be favourite. But I mean yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know whether it'd be rushed for a dollar forty, but um but then again the other night, like as I said, she hadn't been placed for her last six runs and she started two dollars favorite and you know, they were spot on.
1: Mm. Just going back to the uh the three year old Colts and Geldings, do you think Apollo Dreams should be favorite or do you think they'll go with for real life? Oh, I think they'll go with for real
2: life, you know, he's 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 kinda of done it. Um, he's won some nice races, he's got that brilliant speed, you know, he's yeah, no, he, he probably deserves it, favour, even though he's drawn the back row, you know, and he's obviously the one that everyone has to beat. But, um, you know, like, they're all beatable, you know, like my guy included, you know, they're, none of them are over the line. It, as I said, it will come down to a little bit of luck and who happens to be lucky enough to get the right trip? If, you know, some horses have to work hard, you know, you just, you don't know how the race is going to be run. But as I said, our advantage is we've got Barry one.
1: Well, you're a good judge because 225 for Real Life Apollo Dreams at 320. So there's not a great deal between them, but you're bang on the money uh, with For Real Life going up as the favourite. Now, a little spy tells me you're you're due for a holiday. So would there be a better way to go out with a couple of feature race wins here on Saturday night before you uh, take off for a holiday? No, that'd be certainly very good. I'd be happy to do that. <laughs> it'd be, uh, very nice. Yeah, to put a bit of uh, spring in the step, wouldn't it? Ah, uh, yeah, it makes it a lot lot nicer, that's for sure. What we work yep. all year for, isn't it? Yeah, too right, too right. And just before I let you go, uh, and I'm sure Steve would want to ask this as well. So, Norwell, not far from uh, where you guys are, what size track would you like to see down there? Oh, probably 1,000 metres, you know. I know you don't get the general public
2: there as much as, you know, we used to, but I think a 1,000 metre track, um, you know everyone can see it you know the bigger it gets the harder you can see horses and you go to Menangle, you could be standing beside a trainer and they they pick the wrong horse out because it's yeah. you know they're that far away they think they're they're running third and they're they're running seventh you know it's just so hard when you're so far away so you know you lose a little bit as it gets bigger the track you know for the the public but um yeah,
0: I, I think a thousand metres. I don't think we really need it any bigger. Mm. Let us know when some dirt starts to get t- turned there. Yes, it hasn't yet, but uh, mm. <laughs> hopefully very, very soon. Well, it needs to mm. be soon, doesn't it, in the next couple of months? It does.
1: Yeah, it really does. Yeah, that's for sure. No doubt. No doubt. Hey, Mark, appreciate the time. Best of luck on the weekend, and we'll see you at trackside. OK, sounds good. Thanks so very much, guys. There's Mark Ducks joining us. So two really good chances, Apollo Dreams in that three-year-old Colts and Geldings final. Always be me going around in the four-year-old Mayors final. So two terrific chances. So speaking of terrific chances, Saturday night, Q Stars race night, we've got the Pacers and Trotters. So what's better than having one of the major players in one of these finals? What about having both, the top two in betting? And that's the situation facing Keith and Melissa Gillies because in the two-year-old trotting final, they've got the favourite, Northern Heights. They've got the second favourite, Gate with Grace. Gate with Grace is unbeaten. She's three for three. Northern Heights, he's uh, progressing really well. So it would be interesting to see if they've got this right because we'll ask them if they've got that in the right order. Northern Heights favourite over Gate with Grace. They both join me now, Keith and Melissa. Good morning, guys. Good morning, morning Chris. Chris. Uh, have they got it right? Does Northern Heights deserve to be favourite over Gate with Grace? Not on paper, but,
3: um, yeah, definitely ability-wise, Northern Heights definitely uh, is, is my clear,
1: clear pick anyway. Melissa, do you have a choice?
4: Oh, look, you can't fault the little filly. She does keep improving all the time, but my gut feeling is probably, yeah, he's probably got it on her at the moment, I think, yeah.
1: Okay, so has she been a surprise packet then, the way she's gone about it? She's looked perfect in the three starts, she's got speed, she's got perfect manners. So, Northern Heights, you know, he was unlucky last time out, he got into that trouble, but has she been the surprise packet of the pair?
4: She probably has. Um, she sort of just progressed and just kept kept improving and kept improving it probably quicker and faster than we thought she would. Um, and she sort of goes out there and just has a will to win, so you really can't fault her but I it, guess it's,
1: just, yeah. Is her biggest test going to be the distance on Saturday night, 2,138 metres? Do you think she can run that easily?
4: Um, Potentially. So I think two starts ago she did race over 21 and she was strong to the finish. Um, She does seem to settle. She just settles and seems to do it all well in the run, so that all works for her.
1: All right, Keith, so as the main, uh, the fan number one ticket holder for the fan club of Northern Heights is... Is he ready for 2,138? Because all of his winning form seems to be at the mile. So is he the short course specialist compared to running over a bit of trip or there's been, you know, extenuating circumstances that have prevented him winning at 2,138 metres?
3: Yeah, no, nah, 21, 21 is uh, perfect for him. It gives him a bit of a chance to settle at the start. He's not, not as smooth away at the start as, um, as the little filly. So, um, but the further the better for him, I think. Um, he's tough he's he can do a bit of work and uh most importantly Nate likes
1: him and uh he'll drive him accordingly all right so both of these young trotters are by my high expectations they're both owned and bred by kath mclaughlin how excited do you think kath's going to be there on the weekend
5: it's a pretty
4: good feeling isn't it to have two chances that you've not only owned but breed to breed in something different um just to win any race, I think, for the horse you bred, but to have two live chances going into the races is, is pretty special. Yeah.
1: It's $50,000 too. <laughs> it's not to be sneezed at.
4: No, not at all. Not yeah. at all.
1: So what happens after Saturday night then? Uh, is that uh, the, the spelling paddock calling for both or is there another target on the horizon?
4: Well, I guess they'll go straight to the springboard after that and then it'll just be, yeah, see where they're at. Um, oh. Haven't had much racing really either of them, so yeah, it's not a major concern to spell
1: straight away. We've come a long way, Keith, with the the uh, the trotting talent here in this state. But how far do you think these guys can progress?
3: Well, I really like the colt. I, I really like him. I think he's um, he's only going to get better. Um, his brother Northern Muscle was a very talented uh, type, and I don't think he raced it at two, and he just kept going through and winning races. So. Um, I think soundness was the only thing that pulled him up. He was pretty, pretty, um, pretty tough old bugger, and uh, he, he went well for a long time. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know why this guy can't do the same.
1: All right. So I've got to ask then, out of you guys, which one likes working with the trotters? Which one likes working with the paces? Or you're happy to work with with both gates? No, it
4: just depends which day it is. I think <laughs> if the, <if> the trotters. <laughs> If the trotters are behaving, yeah, definitely they're lovely to work with. But um, we did have a frustrating run when we first bought, when we first got into trotters. I think Unscade gave us a few headaches, and but yeah, these sides have been a lot nicer so far. Touchwood,
1: yeah. So they've been the, they've been the model students by the sound of it.
4: <laughs> yeah, well, Touchwood will keep that.
1: <laughs> Keith, what's your preference, paces or trotters?
3: I would always have said paces, but I actually don't mind the trotters now. Um, same thing like Linskay did a pretty decent job for us at the start of this year and um, yeah these guys here have uh, been pretty faultless so um, yeah fingers crossed.
1: All right well hopefully everything goes to plan for them on Saturday night so they're the, uh, the trotters you've also got one qualified for the two-year-old Pacers and uh, Gilding uh, the two-year-old Pacers Colts and Gilding's final in Rock on Rocky. Now he's quite a consistent type is he underrated
3: I think so. Um, I really like him. He's um, he's got really good gate speed. He's actually he's he's become, you know, he's got he's got some pretty good speed at the start and at the finish of his races. It's uh, and he can follow a good tempo. So, um, you know, if if we had to gone into the into the final with a, a better draw, I'd have been pretty confident he'd run a decent race. Mm.
1: He, he's he's very consistent. There's no question about that. Um, his mum, she raced here, didn't she? Several seasons ago.
5: Um,
4: yeah, I think she had a short stint up here towards the end of her career, yeah.
1: Okay, so yeah. what's the background with Rock on Rocky and their connections? How, how do they get involved with you guys?
4: Um, through Lindsay and Mary Vag, I think. We um, sort of met Gary through there. So, um, Gary Gary was the one that took over. I think he owned a small share of the mare when the mare raced. And then he took over the mare and bred with the mayor himself. Um, and then, yeah, through Mary and Lindsay, we sort of met Gary through there.
1: Are they fun owners because they look really fun, they look really enthusiastic when they get to the track?
4: Oh, he loves it, absolutely loves it. I think um, it's a little bit disappointing. The other mayor sort of let us down a little bit Friday night, that Empress byline, but, yeah, I think he would have been over the moon to have them both there, yeah.
1: Yeah, so how many has he got racing at the moment? Is it just the two?
4: Just those two, yeah. OK, yeah.
1: OK. No doubt he's going to be there Saturday night, Gary, then.
4: Oh, with
3: bells on. <laughs>
1: All right. Hey, okay, Keith tell me, a hoker punter, who is the sire of Rock on Rocky, do you like working with them?
3: Yeah, I actually do. Um, right from the start, he was just a beautiful, gated, good-mannered horse um, and gave a really good feel right from the start. Like, sort of had pretty good wraps on him. We thought quite a lot of him. But um, everyone tells me the same thing. Everyone's got a good Ahoka uh, punter. And I sort of started thinking maybe, you know, they're just not going to go on. But they sort of he's done a pretty good job with his... Uh, Two-year-old so far, so I, I, I certainly wouldn't, you know, I certainly would go to him.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's doing a really good job. His numbers are quite impressive. So, out of this final, uh, who's the horse to beat? Is it Quick Change from Barrier One? Is it Bronski Zulu? Is it Deliro? Who, who's the main threat? I think
4: it's a, I think it's a very even, even race. Um, there'd be, a, yeah, you could easily make a case for probably half the field. Um, yeah. Yeah, so it'd be really hard to label exactly one of them, to be honest.
1: Do you think it's going to generate good speed, this race? Hopefully. More yeah. speed, the better?
4: I think so, Definitely. yeah. Definitely. Yeah, for us, I think the more the more speed, the better, yeah.
1: And I All think right. that
4: probably will be because, yeah, there is quite a few life chances there.
1: Yeah, too right. Uh, future plans after Saturday night with Rock on Rocky. Is he paddock-bound or is there another target coming up for him?
4: Not quite sure with him yet. We haven't really, um, yeah, not not really, I don't think he's not really safe for anything major, but yeah, just um, we'll have a look and see where he's at.
1: All right. You guys do a super job. How many are in work?
4: Uh, Around the 10 to 12 mark. I think we've got a few babies in there at the moment. Two extra yearlings come in, so yeah, stretches us out a bit.
1: All right. I was going to say, is that house full? (laughs) Derek, <laughs>
4: oh, no. Listen, we always say that, but it ends up growing all the
1: time. So, <laughs> and, and you've got the kids with the uh, the pony trotters as well, so they've got to have a little roof over their head.
4: Yeah, yeah. They probably like to claim the best one all
1: the time. So. Are they, speaking of the kids, are they going to the show at all? Is there a race this, this weekend? Yeah, they head in
4: on Sunday. So they'll be going around Sunday at the aircraft. So
1: they'll, be they'll be excited. Be cool.
4: Yeah, they are. Yeah,
1: really looking forward to that. So yeah. All right. Well, hopefully you can go there after winning one of these big triad finals on Saturday night. So there'll be some spring in the step of the Gillies family. That would
4: be a really lovely, lovely
1: thought. Yeah. Awesome. Hey, job well done today, and uh, super job throughout the season with the two-year-old trotters in particular. They've been uh, awesome. Uh, unbeaten gate with Grace, three for three. Northern Heights. He's a uh, He's progressive, there's no question about that. So uh, they're they're terrific chances and that's why they're the clear top two picks in that two-year-old trotting final. Appreciate the time today and we'll see you Trackside.
4: Thank you.
1: There's Keith and Melissa Gillies joining us. So a couple of good chances there in particular with the trotters and rock on Rocky, not out of it, in that two-year-old Colts and Gildings final. So it's going to be interesting that race. I think that is uh, going to be one of the the highlights of the night, Steve, that two-year-old Colts and Gildings final.
0: Sounds like it. Yeah, Peter Greg, uh, he's similar to Mark Duck. has been in the industry a long time. Bit of a legend in
1: Queensland. He's with us. Peter, good morning. Good morning. You are Mr Q-Star. Off the top of your head, and I'm not trying to embarrass you, but how many size stakes finals do you think you've won? Um,
5: you can't embarrass me because I wouldn't even have any idea. <laughs> um, I'm
1: not really a stats person in that regard. hmm It'd be a lot. It'd be a lot. You've won uh, countless finals, two, three-year-old and four-year-old finals.
5: Yeah, over the years we've um, had a good run with a lot of Q Grade horses, um, but you know it's a season-to-season thing, and and uh, you're looking ahead rather than behind.
1: Yep, absolutely. You'll go to the track on Saturday night with two live chances. The three-year-old filly, Mickey Magic, the four-year-old Mayor merge Right. They've both drawn the same gate inside of the second row. Were you happy with those draws, Pete? I, I don't really think they could have drawn any better. Um, Mickey Magic's drawn behind
5: um, probably the horse to beat in a race where they're, you know, there's a lot probably can't win. Um, and we may not be behind the leader, but we'll be tucked away on the fence. And with Jill Melody having to come around at some point, it should be a truly run race. And I think they'll all get um, their chance. And she's, for what she is, she's peaked at the right time.
1: Yeah. Well, she's won six from 28. She was able to win a heat there last Friday night, and she was impressive, Pete. Is she far better chasing down a target rather than being out in front?
5: Yeah, she is. Um, We have a good opinion of her, but for a horse that um, goes quite well, um, she can look a bit weak at times. I think she'll strengthen up as time goes on. Um, She is better coming at them and uh, she doesn't tolerate hard runs all that well um, as far as recovery goes. So she's had a butte prep because she probably hasn't been bottomed out for a couple of months, and and, um,
1: that'll stand her in good stead. All right. Uh, Were you happy with what you saw there last Friday night, the way she put that field away?
5: Yes, I... I probably would have been more... I was very happy with her, Um, and uh, Leonard said that she drove well, and that has been an issue with her over the uh, career so far. But the fact that she drove well, and um, I was very happy she went to the line strongly. I, I would have been probably disappointed if she didn't win because Leonard drove a
1: really good race, but things did fall for her as well. OK. So, being where she's drawn, she's going to be tucked away on the fence and she'll be getting that uh, easy trip. So, uh, you know, with a little bit of luck, if she shakes loose, she's going to hit the line really strongly again.
5: Yes, I, as I say, I, think, I don't think there's a lot of... Um, I think, myself, there's only three winning chances and then two or three of the others could win if things fell
1: um, their way. And I think she's one of those... Okay, so the main three is a Talk Like Motion, Cheerleader, Jewel Melody? Yeah, that would be my take on it. Okay. All right. Hey, for Mickey Magic, uh, Raised by Bred is Jeff and Leanne Wallace. Uh, if she was having, uh, lucky enough to pick off this group one feature on Saturday night, that would be extra special for you because uh, this, this association just, you know, goes back years and years. Uh, you with the, the couple of Jeff and Leanne Wallace. Uh, it would be a special moment if you were able to win this one.
5: Um, It would be a special moment, uh, but uh, she's a good horse for them anyway. Um, It'd be great to win it, but if she doesn't win it, she's a good horse for them. And as you say, they've um, kept me going over the years and my family and, and, uh, you know... um, It's always special to win a big race and we have a good team of owners and we're like everyone else, to be honest. We're
1: um, just rough to win a race somewhere. All right. Well, speaking of good owners, what about race eight, number eight, Merge Right? And the four-year-old mares, is there there any extra pressure with the ownership uh, group behind Merge Right? Um, Yeah, there's a
5: fair bit extra pressure there. But... uh, Merge Wright's a horse that we've always had a really good opinion of. I don't think she's lived up to it yet, but I haven't given up on her. Um, Like, the way the handicapping is these days, like, her sister's Peaches Pet, which we've probably won 20 or 30 races and 100,000, and you get a horse like Merge Wright that's so superior you can't compare them, and she might not get up to there. Um, you know, but, but she's, um, I think our horses, they've come right at the right time and, and, uh, she's had the right sort of runs. Um, she's, she's a strong, a strong horse, um just the tad one pace, but she's had good lead-up runs and and uh, the way the races have panned out, she um, hasn't been bottomed out very often and I think that'll help her out on Saturday night.
1: Well, she's won three of the last five and I think you just raised a really good point. I was looking at her record here at Albion Park. It, it's not bad, but her win strike rate's not good, but... I think to your point you just mentioned, you, you know, it's it's hard to find the right races for her. So that probably explains why her win-strike rate at Albion Park isn't as good as what it probably should be.
5: Um, I agree with that, even though a lot of people might not, but um, I don't want to hark too far back in the past, but on in the two-year-old consolation and the three-year-old consolation of the triad in her years, I felt that she's gone to the line stronger than anything else. Even though she hasn't, I don't think she placed either time. But but uh, she went particularly well, and the 2100 suits her. And uh, I I put her on a par with always be me. I, I don't think there's, there's a lot between them if they both
1: go well. OK, well, hopefully both of those uh, fillies and mares are going to be uh, in the thick of the action for you guys on the weekend. So best of luck there. You've got some good chances tonight. Which one was probably the, the pick of them tonight?
5: Um, you're
1: right, Chris. We've um, For the whole week,
5: we're very fortunate to have um, got some good draws. Um, and they'll all go well. I thought, forgive me will go well, but I thought the race might have been just a tad strong for her. Um, Obi Legal, he's the best horse we have in a team of honest horses, but not a lot of quality. And I I really think he'll be hard to beat in the small field. He should be able to get the run that he wants and, and uh, be hard to beat. I thought Pago Pago, he'll lead or sit behind the leader and he's also been Um,
1: going very consistently. Okay. well, some good chances there. Now, just quickly, Norwell, if it gets off the ground, what size track would you like to see built there?
5: Um, Nah, I don't know, Chris. I'm probably like everyone else. I change my mind every time I think about it. Um, You know, the plan for the shoot for the mile start, that comes across to me as being ridiculous, but... but, um, the way the racing is today, you've got to have a size track where you can get a mile start in. How that eventuates, I don't know. Like, I think, obviously, Monangle's a great track, but it doesn't make any better race. In fact, it probably makes worse racing. They all drive just the same, ease out from the 400 or turning for home, and everyone watches, not that the crowds are there today, but everyone watches it on the TV until they turn for home. Well, in my own opinion, that size track's too big. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't mind the 1,000, but probably 1,200 if
1: I had a pick. Yeah. OK. All right. Well, there you go. Hey, Pete, really appreciate the time. Best of luck tonight and more so on Saturday night. Hopefully there's some uh, feature A's glory just around the corner. No worries. Thanks, Chris. There's Peter Gregg joining us, so some uh, interesting uh, thoughts there, just with the track size. So it will be interesting, Steve, to see which way they go as far as the size of the track uh, with that uh, Norwell project. So, uh, but as you keep saying, it needs to happen sooner rather than later. Mm. $1.06, twelve hundred metre track. Twelve hundred metre track, eh? No, sorry, sorry. A thousand, A thousand
6: metre track. track. $1.06. Yeah, right. yeah. Okay. Darren Clayton, good morning. Can I get some of the dollar six, please? Steve? Oh, you know, you've <laughs> got some inside information. I've got no information, Steve. Yeah. No, I just it, it needs to just be done. Um, yeah. And I think the time for you know trying to look at innovation and, and different changes has gone past us, and now we just need to get the thousand. We know what what we've got then, so we can get there and be racing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: I uh, I concur with those comments. Uh, just quickly, uh, the, the race didn't get off the ground on Friday night for Leap to Fame. It's just in your quick assessment, do you think that's going to have a major impact on him in lead up to the Eureka? Uh,
6: no, I don't think so. I think we've seen him go pretty well fresh. I, I think he's just completely too versatile. We've we've seen him go well fresh. We've seen him go well at the end of you know three solid solid runs in uh, over a three week period. So. Um, I I think um, that's good enough I think if it was going to be a you know a real issue he could possibly could have gone around on Friday could he not Chris isn't he a band two horse at the moment there was a band two to four race so um, that was my understanding of it so um, you know if they were really concerned about getting a run into him that first race over the mile on Friday night is a is a band two to four, and I'm pretty sure he's a band... He might even be a band three. OK, well, there so you go. if they go. really wanted a race, there would have been that option for him.
1: All right. Uh, and just on the other Queenslander, speak the truth. Now, he's going to start on Saturday night. He's a clear favourite to win his four-year-old n and Yieldings Triad final. He's currently at $26. In your honest assessment... Where does he sit for you? Is he is he a better chance right now compared to horses like uh, My Ultimate Ronnie, Captain Ravishing? Is there others there that he should be ranked higher? Then
6: no, I, I think I think he should be ranked higher. My Ultimate Ronnie is an interesting one in that he didn't show his best up here in Queensland, but uh, I had a good chat to Jared Elchin on the night of. Um, of the final night, the Blacks a fake night and he outlined that smiling at Ronnie basically just didn't like the trip he trains him out of a paddock in Menangle or a much bigger yard Um, he stayed at Redcliffe when he was up here and he just didn't have that space and the horse was beginning to resent it a little bit Uh, he's gone back home, I noticed he trialed this morning in good time uh, there at Menangle looked a, looked a nice effort there, so I think he's back to his best. But um, I still think Speak the Truth is a better horse than him anyway. Um, mm. I think Captain Ravishing, um, you know, like the, he he had that boom last year as a three year old. I don't think he even really measured up earlier this season when he was still with um, Emma Stewart and Clayton Tonkin. And um, from what I've seen of him thus far in that in that public hit out and, and sort of the others, they're really they're really behind the eight ball. It'll take a massive effort for him to really be able to measure up. I've actually got $13 a place about Speak the Truth before his Hayden run. So, um, you know, I'm I'm quite happy with where I'm sitting in that regard. All right. He he just wins on Saturday night, doesn't he? he yeah. Yeah. That's just uh, that's his warm up run for uh, for the Eureka. And um, yeah, they might even need another run. He's a horse, a, a typical better's delight, that sort of really does need that sort of extra uh, work put into him. And we saw that going into the Hayden. He'd run the, uh, the Queensland Sun and sort of some of those other races leading in. It didn't bother him at all and big performances on, on each occasion. So, um, you know, I, I think he's a horse. If he gets a, an easy time of it this Saturday, they might even. Um, you know, look for another run to, to get into him somewhere along the way uh, in, the, in the couple of weeks leading up to it.
1: OK, well, he's drawn barrier two on Saturday night, going around in race number seven. So he's at a short quote there. Uh, just speaking of Queenslanders, Pete McMullen, he's representing his country in the World Drivers' Championship. So we're two race meetings down, two more still to come, and he's right in the thick of the, uh, the action there. He's sitting third. Defending champion Rick Abenja's out in front, but do you give him a chance? Can he bring home the title?
6: I'd like to think he could. He just needs a bit of luck. He didn't have much luck last night at uh, Gerson Kirshen or how, uh, wherever that I'm <laughs> glad was, you in said Belgium. it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, the, the defendant uh, Rick Abinger, he, um, he made that meeting his own there last night. Um, Pete did pretty well on the first night his first first time driving over there in Europe and five drives a first a second a third and a a fourth I think it was so um you know it just comes down to the horses that they draw in those races I think they're all they're all you know quality drivers and it just depends how what horse you get in what draw because that's all randomly allocated of course so he just needs a slice of luck, and he can make his own luck at Leader Peter, as he did there in that first race the other night, just straight to the front and catch me if you can, which is what he does best. So, yeah.
1: Well, fingers crossed, he's, uh, he's right there in the, uh, in the thick of it, so he can uh, he can bring home the other title with a little bit of luck. We've got 10 races tonight at Recliffe, Darren. Where do we find your best bet?
6: Yeah, I thought a little bit of a tricky night there tonight but I thought if we go down to race number 6, horse number 2, Mr Hart uh, I think he's a horse that can find the front here goes best out in front Uh, important booking of Nathan Dawson onto this Melissa Kendall trained pacer and um, you know, his past two runs he's only been beaten a a metre and uh, you know, an absolute blister last time out the barest possible short half head and they were both from second-line draws. Does his best work out in front, and uh, I think he can chalk up another one there, Mr Hart, in race six. All right, race six, number two, 280
1: currently, so uh, very backable there, Mr Hart. Anything else stand out tonight?
6: Yeah, um, earlier in the card in race number two, um, I was pretty keen on the chances of, hey, Mr Taylor. Um, Been going really well, this guy, since resuming from a spell. Um, Danger is... Um, smirks like a boss who is a very nice horse but uh, he's featured in a stable change and gets gate six and I thought hey Mr. Taylor rock hard fit can uh, land the right position there and uh, it could be a little bit of a price there race two horse two hey Mr. Taylor well
1: he's four dollars currently with tab fixed price a dollar fifty the play so uh, again very bankable there hey Mr. Taylor what about the quaddy? have you got some numbers for the quaddy?
6: Yeah, so in that first leg, uh, race five, um, I thought number one, Pago Pago from the draw is going to be right in it. Uh, as is number three, just rolling around, just went under last week where I thought he was a good thing. And the value run I thought uh, in a race that could generate a good bit of tempo would be number nine, Voodoo Fella. Uh, I thought he was the one that could work home over the top if they went too hard early so 1, 3 and 9 in that first leg the second leg, race 6, happy to go out uh, one out with Mr Hart, the best bet of the night I thought it looked really good for him as I mentioned um, if you're after insurance, throw in the one Gregora because he'll get the perfect trip but I'm happy with number 2 only third leg race seven uh, bit of a tricky one, I thought the, the two main players are drawn awkwardly, Gabby's ideal got the job done for us last week but she draws awkwardly in gate six, can probably still win the race from there Diego Delgado is the other one he's drawn inside the second line so he might just get snookered away in the run there, um, throwing number five Mad Eye Reactor, never far away and Flash Freddy I thought might be able to bob up just with the right trip in the early stages so just playing a bit wider there five, six, seven, eight and the last leg, um, Abby Diadema, number eight. I've got her on top. Um, she's a mare that's always sort of thereabouts in this style of Redcliffe race. So put her in. If Rolonics gets a split at any stage, he'll certainly uh, be able to dart through. So bring it home with seven and eight.
1: All right. So your quality numbers tonight. First leg, one, three, nine. Then two only. Five, six, seven, eight. And seven and eight. So that's a grand total of $24 for 100% of the dividend.
6: Yeah, we've we've been thereabouts in the last couple of weeks in the Red Redcliffe quarter. We just keep missing by one leg. So hopefully tonight is the night.
1: All right, six by two, Mr Hart, two eighty right now. Tab fixed price two by two. Hey, Mr Taylor, four dollars. Speaking of tab fixed prices, they've got. All the markets open for Saturday's Cubred features, so I'll go through these with you just quickly here because I just wanted to get your thoughts on some of these races. So, for real-life favourite over Apollo Dreams and that three-year-old colts and geldings, uh, was that what you were thinking?
6: Yeah, I thought Apollo Dreams might have just sort of had the uh, had the had the sway purely off the gate and the fact that um, a twenty-one hundred meter race that. Um, for real life probably just yet to really prove himself but uh off the back of that trial uh, uh, you know um he's going to be the testing material that's for sure but yeah that, that's about thereabouts i guess
1: okay Jewel melody favorite despite a second row draw over the queensland oaks when a talk like motion
6: Yeah, i don't know where she's really at chris um she was good in the in the southeast oaks but it was a, a next step up for the queensland oaks but um she she probably performed well i don't know what her best pattern is she's doing it tough as it makes it hard for her um you know she's going to be if she saved for one sprint here well i don't know whether there's going to be enough tempo for that so again the gate wise you, you might my might have just thought that um talk like motion would have had the edge or at least um you know not not that one dollar, one sort of two twenty, three twenty split. So, but yeah, well, I guess we'll see on that one. Just yeah, just a bit concerned where Jewel Melody actually is in her campaign. Okay, quick change favourite in the Colts and Geldings. Uh, he probably deserves that off the gate. His last start win against the older horses. Super. Um, I, I think this is a horse that's got really good gate speed. He hasn't really had to use it. Uh, I, th- I think. This is his grand final, so I think we'll see a, a very nice uh, performance here from Quick Change.
1: Alright, Riley Rainbow favourite in the two-year-old Phillies final?
6: Uh, from the gate, yeah, off the back of the draw. Interesting who will drive this, um, this Philly, Chris. Um, the Turpin-trained runners, obviously Pete McMullen will still be um, in transit or, or still in Europe, one or the other, on his way back. So um, there's some nice drives up for grabs there. Um, from the Turpin McMullen stable, that's for sure, but Riley Rainbow, off the back of her trial behind cheerleader um, and her performance to date, like she's won three or four races, uh, she gets every chance to add another and add a feature from gate one.
1: All right, Speak the Truth always be me favourites uh, in their
6: four-year-old uh, finals, so that's fair from their draws? Deservingly so, Speak the Truth. Um, he might even start a bit shorter than, than the current quote. Um yeah and always be me well uh, just the fact that those her main dangers are, are all drawn wider and i think that's a race where you can uh, listening to peter greg there before in that three-year-old fillies race mentioned that there was probably three main chances i think um, there's probably only three main chances if if not just two main chances in that four-year-old man's race all right
1: now i'm going to leave you with one question well i want one answer from this one question who will drive some of these horses? Riley Rainbow, uh, Delhi Row, in particular with those two roll finals. What are you suggesting?
6: Oh, well, it depends whether they look local or, or, or look um, look in a state because um, there's some nice drives up for grabs. That's for sure. Obviously, um, Narissa McMullen, Pete's sister. Um, she she's tensed or has driven uh quite regularly for them so whether um, they look to her uh or whether they look further afield i'd i couldn't really be sure who the who um nathan dawson would be uh, one but he's obviously got his own sort of book or, of good drive so he wouldn't be stepping in trent dawson could be in the mix he's driven for them previously and um he drove Blacks-A-Dance to win the Beagle Johnny last year when Pete was suspended, so, um, you know, he might get the call-up, which would give him a few nice drives across the night as well. Um, or are we a chance of seeing someone from interstate um, get flown in? Mm.
1: It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. But like you said, they're key drives, no question about it. So we'll wait and see. Hey, Darren, appreciate the time this morning. Uh, We'll touch base on Friday when uh, you can steer us into a few winners for these finals coming through on the weekend.